0: are eligible on any pick in the SharpSide app not favored by more than minus 140. Consecutive winning lock bets build a streak. Once you get a streak of six, you'll start earning real prizes. Every winning lock bet that extends your streak above six gets you paid in FanDuel dollars. And there are prizes of 10, 20, 50, and $100 for each winning selection up for grabs. This is your chance to turn your free picks into real prizes and parlay those prizes into even more winnings with FanDuel. If your lock bet loses, though, you'll have to start over with a new streak. If you don't already have the SharpSide app, download
1: it now for either iOS or Android and create a free account and start working to build your streak today. Remember, it's totally free to play, so don't miss out. For more details, visit SharpSide.com or the SharpSide app. Best of luck. Alright, let's get to my first prop Here it is a two out of three rapid fire in the Utah game. Alright, so we got Gobert going up against Irving. and Gobert is giving up 6.5 points. That may seem like a decent amount here, but it is not enough to me. Irving coming back from his long absence here. We don't know what the men's restriction will be like, but we can almost guarantee that Brooklyn is probably going to be a little bit careful with him. So, Giving up 6.5 points when Gobert has a great matchup going up against Brooklyn, who's not great versus the Pigs. It's going to be a fast-paced matchup for Gobert. Everything got points for to Gobert just absolutely crushing the spot. And we have too many un- un- uncertainties about Irving. It's real simple to me. You end up taking Co- Gobert here, only giving up 6.5. And, and he's going to win way more often than that. If you want, you can sit on this prop until we get a little bit news on the Irving minutes restriction. But right now, it's very clear it's go bear to me. Next up, Mitchell going up against Bogdanovich. Mitchell giving up six and a half here. I think that's way too low here. Currently, I have pe- Mitchell pegged for around 42. Bogdanovich pegged for low 30s here, so six and a half is a nice little edge for Mitchell here. You take him, you move on. Last up, Ingalls versus Allen. I have been pegged for the same amount of points. Ingalls getting three and a half just seems like obvious to play him. This game's projected to be close. Anytime. This game is close here. Ingles is probably going to play high 30s minutes here. Allen, his nuts, minutes are all over the place. It's not a good matchup versus Gobert. So what we're getting is great matchup for Ingles, bad matchup for Allen, consistent minutes for Ingles, inconsistent minutes for Allen. Everything points towards Ingles, plus he's getting three and a half points. All right, next up, we have a second prop, and it's a two out of three more or less in the Utah game. All right, so Gobert, over-under, 41.5 points. He's going up against Brooklyn. Game's project to be close, so minutes are not a worry here. Matchup is not a worry here. Gobert should absolutely crush in this spot. Brooklyn, not great versus big men. Gobert, this is a three-point block, and three-point steal site. You should get plenty of them here from either DeAndre or from Jared Allen. It doesn't matter. He should absolutely smash in the spot. Gotten him pegged for run 43 here, so I am taking the over. Next up, Irving over under 35.5. Again, he might only play 20 minutes. Any number of things could happen. We don't entirely know, but this is Irving's first game back in a while. And on top of that, it's against Utah, which is not an easy matchup at all. He's going to probably struggle here. Minutes are a concern. Everything's a concern. 35.5 is too high of a line. I'm honestly not going to be surprised if he ends up in the 20s here. You take the under. Mitchell, more or less than 37.5. I five. I'm pegged for 42. High, up-paced matchup versus Brooklyn. Real simple. He should smash her. Thirty-seven point five. You take the more. All right, next up we have a third prop. It's a two out of three, more or less, in the Houston game. All right, so Harden. It seems ridiculous, but more or less than thirty-nine point five points. You take the more over on in Vegas. Heavy, heavy juice on the over on this. I believe it's minus one fifty that he will get over thirty-nine point five real life points. So I'm taking the over. It's that simple to me. That's all I really care about. Vegas is in agreement. He's going to crush here without Westbrook. We know exactly what James Harden is. He's a beast that's going to take every single shot. He's going up against a fast-paced Memphis team. You take the over. Next up, we got Valanciunas over under 10.5 rebounds. Look at his game log. And it's pretty consistently over 10 rebounds if he actually gets some playing time. Going up against Houston, one of the fastest-paced teams in the league. Harden's just going to put up a bunch of shot attempts. Well, Valanciunas may not average over 10 or may not get 10 on a consistent basis against other teams, this is against Houston. There's going to be so many shot attempts in such a fast-paced game. Even if Valanciunas doesn't get the minutes we hope he gets, he's still going to end up with over 10.5 rebounds. Take the over. Last up, Morant over under 10 point, or 7.5 assists. I'm going with the under. Vegas currently has not pegged for 7.5 with heavy, heavy juice on the under. He may have had well over 7 in his last two games, but you look at his game log, last 10 games, only gone over 7 three times. Don't think he's going to do it here, even though it's a good spot here. 7.5, probably a little too high of the line. I'm taking the under. All right, last up, we got my last prop of the night. Before we get to that, again, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the Sharpside channel so you know when these videos come out. But let's get to my last prop of the night. It is a 2 out of 3 rapid fire in the Houston first ridiculous line Harden going up against Valentinus. Harden is getting or giving up 25.5 points that's still not high enough (laughs) Harden without Westbrook he's probably going close to 70 here it's a fast paced matchup going up against Memphis we don't know if Valanchunas minutes are going to be like if he hasn't won those big minute games ends up with 40 there's still a shot that Harden ends up beating him if he has a low minutes game Harden's all but guaranteed to beat him here Harden's probably going for 70. Balanchunis is probably going for around 30. So this is a massive edge taking Harden, even though he's giving up 25.5. Next up, Morant going up against Capella. Currently have Morant pegged for mid-30s here, and I have Capella pegged for low 40s. So I'm going with Morant here. Currently about a 6-point edge for for Capella. So getting 8.5 offers a nice little bit of value here. I think Grant is a better play. Last up, Jackson versus Crowder. Crowder may have had a few games where he ended up crushing, but the dude's come back to earth now. The volume is not the same that was earlier on against Minnesota, where he went for 40, and against the Clippers, where he went for 60. He's gone back to normal. He's not going to crush in this spot. Probably ends up with about 20 points, as he has been lately. And Jackson, this is a good spot for him. Not really going to be guarding a guy where he's going to get into foul trouble here. Mount will be on Capella, so Jackson, don't have to worry about foul trouble. High-paced matchup going up against Houston. Jackson should crush here. So only getting up to 6.5. This line should be closer to 15. So you're getting a nice little bit of value here. You take Jackson, you move on. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. We'll be back again tomorrow Give you some more props. I'm out of here.
2: See you, kids.
0: What is going on everybody? Happy Tuesday and welcome to Grinders Live on Roto-Grinders. I'm Eric Crane joined by Mr. Kyle Murray and Kyle I gotta say man it feels good to be back. We haven't done a show together since football season. We're here we're ready to talk some NBA. We got a lot of fun stuff going on at Roto-Grinders but first I gotta tell you guys a few things all right. Got the YouTube chat pulled up here. I'm going to say hi there. Hi, there we go. I'm chatting in the YouTube. If you guys got any questions, go ahead and holler in the chat. We'll do our best to answer them about tonight's NBA slate or about anything else really. And this is going to be pretty neat. If you get if we get to 150 likes on this stream. I don't mean 149. I don't want mean 147. We're not grading on effort here, guys. You gotta click the damn button. So click that yeah. thumbs up, click the likes. Let's get this puppy to 150. Because you know what happens if we get it to 150, you get the free. What is it? What is it? Hold on. What I gotta look at it. What is it? What did we get free tomorrow, Kyle? What was it?
2: Uh, it's gonna be the the situation. the
0: situation room we get for free tomorrow. So yeah. yeah, make sure you click on that, guys. And I, you know, it's funny because. I'm glad they're giving me the situation, even though I couldn't remember the name of the thing for a second, because it is literally the first thing I look at every time I start my daily process, because there is nothing more important in NBA than who's in, than who's out. So make sure you click that like button, guys. I don't want to be messing around. So Kyle, how are we doing today, buddy? It's good to see that beautiful, beautiful face of yours.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a good, a good Tuesday. Nice little NBA slate here. Good to be talking some hoops with you. Normally, it's been been football, you know, filling in on the morning uh, morning drive. So, yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be chatting some NBA with you.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I saw you type in on the old Twitter machine. You were saying, oh, I love this slate. This is a fun slate. And it is a fun slate. Why? Here, let me pull up the situation Room right now because we got a bunch of dudes that are out that are questionable. And this is kind of the way NBA is going to be for the next, oh, three or four months because as we know (laughs) when the calendar turns the crazy season begins but of course we've got Russell Westbrook he's out tonight Uh, we'll kind of get into these other situations a little bit later but Kyle I think the first thing you have to decide is are you playing Russ are you fading Russ and to me I'm all about being contrarian I'm all about you know saying oh I want to be different here everybody's going to do this when they zig I want to zag that's great and all I ain't doing it with Harden tonight, man. Like, as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be in every single line of my build. I see no reason not to play James Harden. What about you?
2: Yeah, man, it's it's really hard not to play. You know, a guy with Russ out, obviously, Harden opens up a you know a lot of things. The usage goes way way up to a point where you know he's already a high usage guy. Now the numbers are just off the off the charts, and you know, we see a pretty uh, crazy price tag on DraftKings 13. Thirteen thousand, so you know that's a hefty price tag. We don't really see that too often, but I think he's worth it. You know, obviously top play on the slate, top stud to spend up. Um, he's gonna be popular, but I, I think it's gonna be a point kind of where um, a couple weeks ago actually Harden was in a similar situation in a great matchup against Atlanta. Westbrook was out, super popular, and he had like fifty-five fantasy points at half. So obviously, I think it's gonna be another spot where it's it's gonna be you're gonna need, you're gonna need Harden. And I think you know this year has been kind of a a showing to where the chalk is usually pretty good. And, you know, I think when there's, when there's really good chalk like James Harden against Memphis, no Westbrook, great spot. I think you can just jam him in.
0: Yeah, you know, like you, were, like you said, man. like this is a no-brainer. At, here, I'm going to click lineup preview on the old lineup HQ. I'm going to make everybody's life easier, right? If you're <laughs> building lineups, 1, 150, it doesn't matter. You see this little lock button right here? You click it. Mr. Harden's going to be <laughs> That's on FanDuel. Guess what we do on DraftKings? People are going to look and say, oh, 13000 I don't know if I can pay thirteen. No, 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 no. You click the lock button. So, Kyle, there's injury situations that we're looking at. Of course, Chris Osborne, he's listed as doubtful right now. Ricky Rubio, he's out. Uh, his birth but He's you know, going to be a daddy, so congrats to him. Paul George, he's going to be missing. Kevin Love was ruled out about an hour ago. Which one of these situations are you most paying attention to?
2: Uh, yeah, I think, you know, obviously, you got you to gotta keep a close eye on all of them. But, you know, m- the main news, I think we have mostly received. I think we got a little bit lucky with that. So, you know, we got R- uh, Ricky Rubio already ruled out, you know, with the birth of his, I think, I don't even know if it's his first child or not. Yeah, but it it is.
0: was his first, so you can't okay, miss the yeah. first one. Like I've heard yeah. you get the second, like whatever, just go on vacation for two weeks and come back and high five the kid, but first when you gotta be
2: there. <laughs> yeah, so there there are a few uh smaller guys that are questionable. PJ Tucker's still questionable, but expected to go, I believe, at this point. So um Jay Crowder's questionable. Other than that, yeah, the big I think the big one is obviously Westbrook. Um Kevin Love out for rest. So we might have some value opening up there. Um Porzing is still out, so you know, maybe a little bit more value there. But yeah, I think uh, all the news we a day where there's a lot of news, and we got a little lucky. We got it all pretty early, so we should uh, enjoy this day while we can.
0: You just jinx the hell out of this man! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got all our news early. <laughs> when somebody says that, I just want to beat my head against the wall. <laughs> there's no way we're actually getting this news early. Come on, man, you know better than that. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Okay. Also, we're gonna talk about some of the guys that are in, out. What that means for our builds on both FanDuel and DraftKings. But I also want to remind you guys, that sharp side. They've got a really cool promo going. And I had to confirm this promo with VLD Train before the show because when I looked at it, I said, that's too good to be true. There's no way that SharpSide is just giving away money. So how this works is SharpSide. Get on the SharpSide app, sharpside.com, in the App Store, whatever. Go find SharpSide. And what you're going to do is you're going to download and you're going to pick your locks, okay? Now, if you get five in a row guess what? You're going to start getting some money because after you get five in a row, like zero through five, we ain't giving you money for that. That's something that even Kyle could do, right? That's not <laughs> something to get excited about. But after that, you're going to get some money for every correct pick you get after that. That's going to go in your FanDuel account. And guys, if you were to get like 30 b- picks in a row, what you get? That's really, really hard to do. But if you were to do it, the max you can win, it's 1400 bucks. That ain't chump change, man. So make sure you check out that SharpSight app because... You know, promos like that, they just don't come around. You can win some money for literally swiping on their, your phone. And I know some of you out there swipe on your phones for different reasons, but this is something that's actually going to pay off in the end. So you definitely want to be checking out the Sharp Side app. Also, want to give a shout-out to these guys rocking the Roto Grinders Bad. We've got Idea Girl 13. What's the idea girl? Let's let us know, all right? Brian Brandon 71. Giphosis, which sounds like something that you do not want to go to the doctor and find out you have. You got AC Gentile and Kyrie splurging, and look, luckily for us, Kyle, Kyrie is actually splurging get He's back uh, playing basketball. So, all right, got all that stuff out of the way. Except for reminding you guys, like and subscribe. We get to 150. You're getting free situation room tomorrow. But let's kind of jump into this slate because we've got. What do we got? Seven, six, we had six games, right? Six games. Am I saying that right? Am I counting right? Yeah, we got six games. And yep. you know, these short slates, I find them to be a little bit easier. Once you get the 11, 12, here next week, we got a 14 game slate. Once we get to those slates, it starts to drive me a little bit crazy because, you know, you're kind of, you feel like you're looking everywhere. Oh, well, this guy might go off. That guy might crush it. Six games, we've got it narrowed down. And of course, there's, the one game that everybody's going to be targeting, Houston and Memphis, and a half point total. And I want to start with this game because, to me, it's going to be really difficult to get away from playing guys in this game. We already talked about James Harden. In case you missed the beginning of the show, here, I'm just going to just let you guys know, lock button, don't get cute. But other guys in this game, Kyle, who else are you looking at in this situation? Because I would imagine a lot of people are going to want to be game-stacked in this spot. Are you one of those people?
2: Yeah, I think it's obviously a great spot for these Houston guys with all the, the minutes opening up as well as, you know, uh, uptick in production for a lot of guys with Westbrook out. But, you know, I, I do think just looking at some of these ownership projections in a lineup HQ, not a whole lot of ownership on the Memphis side. So it kind of feels like a one sided game stack. And whenever that's the case, I try to find a couple pieces on the other side that I think are, are good tournament plays. And the one that pops out to me right away is John Morant. I mean, I. The guys, the guys' minutes, you know, are kind of frustrating because we often don't see him in the mid thirties. Usually, he is around 30, 31, But you know, it's a really good game script for him. You know, going to be a, a high environment, uh, high fantasy production environment. Should be a lot of running up and down the floor, a lot of points. So I think John Morant's in a really good spot. He's pretty contrarian. Last time I checked, he was around thirteen percent um, on FanDuel. Didn't really check the DraftKings um, ownership projections. It's about but, eleven.
0: It's about eleven over yeah. there. So it's low it's cool. owned either way.
2: Yeah, so you know, really good uh, ownership, especially on a six-game slate. You know, it's not a massive slate, so 13% is pretty good, especially for NBA where you know we're seeing guys up in 60, 70 pretty regularly um, these days. So I think Morant is the guy that jumps out as a, as a really good tournament play for me. I'm going to have a lot of interest in him. Um, I know we saw Jonas Valanciunas have a monster game a couple nights ago. I believe that was against the Warriors, so people might have some interest in him. But with Capella on the other side, you know he's going to be a pretty popular center. So Valanciunas, flip it over on the other side, also in a really good spot here. He could be pretty interesting. Another guy where the minutes are kind of frustrating. But, you know, if you can get him around 29, 28, uh, 28 minutes, he's a really good permanent guy up near 1.3 for on both sides for uh, for the year in permanent production. So those are two guys that stand out right away from the Memphis side that could really make this a, a really good game stack here. And a lot of interest is going to come on the Houston guys in the main two really with Harden and Capella.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Capella. He's somebody I'm going to have a lot of exposure to as well. What about a guy like Jay Crowder? Um, you know, the other day, maybe it was about a week ago, he was questionable, and I just completely ignored him. And you can see right here the stat line against the Clippers. He went for 60 to 62 FanDuel points. I don't expect anything like that. But he's one of these guys that in these pace-up games, especially at low ownership, I mean, he's only 4-8 over on DraftKings, 5K over on FanDuel. Wouldn't shock me to see him go for over 30 fantasy points tonight. Is he somebody you're looking at? Because when I – I mean, I just got to say, when a game is has this high of a total, and I've heard you talk. I know you kind of feel the same way. You just want pieces, and that's sort of how I yeah. feel here.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I'm a little bit worried about the Jay Crowder injury because the last two games, you know, he's a guy who we've seen consistently be over 30, even see, you know, mid 30s minutes. In the last two games, he's been at 20 and 22. So I'm slightly concerned about the injury. Maybe it's affecting, you know, the amount of minutes he can play. So I projected him for 26 minutes today. So I'm a little bit lower on Jay Crowder. But yeah, you, that point does kind of stand even for other guys. But the, for me, it's Dylan Brooks. So he comes at a position where it is tough to play him on FanDuel because, you know, Feels like you got half the half the position locked down to Harden over there, and then we got a really good value play at, at shooting guard position. So it's tough to get Brooks in, but he's gonna have essentially no ownership. He's a guy who likes to chuck, so he's a pretty good value play. But we'll have kind of plays like that, how like, kind of like Jake Crowder, Dylan Brooks plays, even on the Houston side with guys like Macklemore and House and even Austin Rivers. So there are really oh. plays in all in all in this entire game that you can go to for value and still be contrarian. And, and I think the one I didn't even mention yet, and he's probably a value play, I think, is for really strong value is PJ Tucker. Fandle, he's 3900. DraftKings 3700. This is way too cheap, and for a guy who's going to play a ton of minutes, he's pretty much locked in for you know mid 30s minutes. Could see he could see 40. You never know. So high upside guy in terms of minutes, not really in terms of production. A guy who doesn't really do a whole lot when he's on the floor, but we've seen it. He can you know block shots, hit some corner threes, get some rebounds. So really cheap. Going to play a ton of minutes. Great matchup. So PJ Tucker is probably the best value um, from this game.
0: Are you willing to lose more money with Eric Gordon?
2: Uh, I prefer not to. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> I <laughs> have actually, a problem, I'll, man. I keep clicking the button and keep getting sad about it later. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Actually,
2: I think I would just prefer to go Daniel House. I feel like the minutes are a little bit safer, and he can do you know he can produce in other ways besides just just scoring. And obviously, the points might be you know pretty plentiful in this game. But you know, with guys like Harden and and Capella on the floor, and even Austin Rivers, who can put up some points, I do think Gordon's probably the third option here. But I just prefer House because I just feel a little bit more confident in, A, his minutes, and B, his peripherals. So I would just lean House over there.
0: All right, let's talk about some of these other games because, of course, everybody wants to target Houston and Memphis. or Yeah, yep. Houston and Memphis correctly. So we've got another game, 230-point total, uh, Phoenix and Atlanta, and that is the second-highest total game on the slate. And you mentioned earlier one of the best values on the slate. You know, it's at the shooting guard position on FanDuel, DraftKings point guard slash shooting guard, but it's Elia He's expected to get the start for Ricky Rubio, who again, he is out tonight. Elia Kobo, how does a chalk Elia Kobo sound to you? Because that just seems, I mean, I understand that the minutes are going to be there more than likely, but ooh, a chalk Elia Kobo, man, like, I don't know. Maybe we can find some value a little bit later. What are you doing with him tonight?
2: Yeah, so you know, you take a you take a look at Situation Room, which is a a, a tab I leave up all day. So that's why you guys got to like so we can get that tomorrow for free. But yeah, you yes. look at that and instantly you see that a, Kobo's a a main beneficiary from a value side of things, and I do think it's really strong value play. And I will say the one thing that is like less gut wrenching about LD Okobo is when, when you're playing him, he's actually a pretty good permanent guy. Uh, he's not like a guy who the first name I think of is someone like Dang Adele from last year who was chalked for like a week straight and just didn't do anything, or guys like. Uh, Guys like Patrick McCaw, who have like 0.5 fantasy oh. points per minute. Um, so kobo 's a little bit better than that, and he's going to play around 28, 29 minutes, I would assume. Um, maybe a little bit less, a little more, you know, give or take a minute or two. But overall, the matchup's obviously a really good one. He should start. He should, you know, be there for all the minutes that he really can, you know, around 30, I would uh, would project. So 3,500 FanDuel, 3,200 DraftKings, really good value play. Tough to get away from it. I do think he's really good chalk.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see right here Kobo without – he rubio in there we can look right here the you know the per the per minute production doesn't really move but as you said the minutes are going to be there and he's a 0.93 drafting's point per minute guy so you know from just a minute standpoint you know you figure well he's got to play 28 minutes he's probably going to get about 24 25 drafting's points like why wouldn't you play this guy i understand ownership it's a little bit concerning and if he has an off night you really have a chance to differentiate yourself from the crowd but just know that he's one of these guys and i talk about this a lot where when somebody is going to be way higher owned in higher stakes tournaments, there's a good chance he's a pretty good player. And that's going to yeah. be the case tonight with Eliacobo. Another guy that's going to be really popular tonight, Devin Booker. The usage without Rubio in there, 32%. That is a Big boy number, 1.2 points per minute. And I actually think that that's going to go up without Ruby on the floor as the season gone has gone on. Booker hasn't really had you know one of those giant games that we've talked about with him before, and he's going to be popular tonight. I think outside of Harden, he might end up being one of the most popular guys on the slate. What are you doing with Booker tonight? Because I'm having a hard time not starting my lineups with Booker and with Harden.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way to go. And honestly, on FanDuel, I think he's going to be somewhat contrarian because of these other options at shooting guard. Elliot Cobo is going to be pretty popular. Harden's going to be pretty popular. You only get to play two of them on FanDuel. So on FanDuel, I think Booker could actually be very sneaky. Obviously, a great play. He gets a massive uptick with, uh, with Rubio off the floor. You know, the assist rate should go up. The usage is going to go up. The permanent production should go up. And, and you know, he's shot really poorly with Rubio off the floor so far this year. So we've seen a few games with Rubio out, and he hasn't really performed, and that's kind of unexpectedly. But uh, I, I do think he's going to bounce back here, obviously, a really strong matchup against Atlanta. So, yeah, I think Booker is a really good way to go, especially, you know, we, we want to talk about being contrarian and being, uh, you know, tournament, um, you know, mindset. I think Booker's a really good play over on FanDuel especially because uh, there are a handful of really good shooting guards on this slate, and you can only you only get to play two of them on, on a site like FanDuel. So, you know, being contrarian over on FanDuel – kind of seems like a little bit easier for me today. So, um, yeah, I think he's a really strong play.
0: Okay, so I'm just sitting here looking at uh, lineup HQ for FanDuel, and I'm seeing Booker down here at projected 9%. Now, we've got him at 37 minutes, nearly 43 FanDuel points. What is this from a point-per-minute standpoint? All right, it's at 1.16 fantasy points per minute. I think that's too low. And, again, one of the reasons I, you know, like to do my own projections is I like to kind of compare to what roto does. roto by the way, the projections this year – have been fire to the point where I'm starting to get a little bit lazy about doing my own projections. But, you know, right here we've got Devin Booker listed at 1.16 fantasy points per minute. I think that's low. I think he's going to be closer to 1.25, maybe even 1.3. And if you're looking for a ceiling game, I'm going to go ahead and give him 1.3, right? And let's see at 37 minutes where he jumps to then. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's at 5.5x. Is he still the best value on the slate? No, far from it. On right, it's going to get a little bit of run, though I don't think I'm going to end up with any of him. Lou Williams going to be starting for Paul George more than likely at 6 3 is an incredible value. Kevin Hoyter in a great matchup against Phoenix, he's fine. And of course, you get Elia Cobo, who's going to be incredibly chalky. But when you just look at pure ceiling, I think you make a good point because if I can get Devin Booker against the Hawks with no Ricky Rubio at under 10%, I don't give a damn what the other value is. Honestly, I want to play the guy. To me, I think in tournaments, especially on FanDuel, going overweight on Devin Booker is a really, really good idea.
2: Yeah, and definitely, I I think you know uh, from a lineup construction point of view, you know, there's going to be a a decision to make. You know, do you want to jam in, you know, multiple studs or kind of live in this mid tier range with you know with Harden in your lineup as well? There's value. There's enough value to where you can you can do either way. So um, I do think it's going to come down to a lineup construction thing. And I think the the way the lineups are being constructed right now by the public, for the most part, it feels like they're going the route of maybe jamming in two two or maybe even three, you know, pretty high end studs. And Booker's just kind of being left you know on the outside. So. I think Booker's a really strong play, but in lineups that I don't have Booker, I have a lot of interest in Kelly Uber. He's a guy that I've been playing all year. Um, not, the usage isn't going to you know be around thirty, but it's around twenty five with Rubio off the floor. Obviously, a really good permanent guy, and the minutes have just been insane. You know, with Frank, with Frank Kaminsky off the floor, he's kind of being thrown into a role where he's bouncing in between the three and the four sometimes even you know getting minutes all over the place really and he's you know saw 40 minutes last game I am projected for 37 so a guy who's going to be on the floor a ton he should thrive in a matchup where you know both teams are top 10 in pace Ubre is one of my favorite plays in the slate hoping he's going to be pretty contrarian I don't really know if that's gonna be the case over on Fanduel with with the small four position outside of Giannis being pretty weak but um yeah, I think he's a really strong play, and it makes a lot of sense for me. You know, if I don't have Booker in a fan lineup, I am going to Kobo, it makes a lot of sense to get Ubre in those lineups because um, I, I think one of these guys are gonna have a pretty big game, if not both of them.
0: I don't think it would be a mistake tonight to have one of Ubre or Bookie in Ubre or Booker in one hundred percent of the lineups you build. I'm dead serious. I mean, you get a match here with Atlanta, you mentioned Kelly Ubre, he really, really thrives in these pace up spots and somebody in the chat mentioned a little bit earlier I can't play Booker because DeAndre Hunter is a great defender that's look today's NBA that matters so much less because of all the picks right? Christian Sharp he mentioned in the chat that exact same thing and it's absolutely true so I'm not concerned whatsoever about the matchup and you mentioned Ubre. if it's a pace up matchup I want to play the guy you mentioned Giannis too and we should talk about him because you know you give him 31 minutes against the Knicks he grades out pretty well the problem is we have seen Giannis time and time again be involved in these blowouts. and you see what happens when he's involved in these blocks: 28 minutes, 28 minutes, 29 minutes, 27 minutes. Like, if the game's not close, the dude ain't playing 30 minutes, and now he's got a matchup against the Knicks, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, Kyle. I know I might be, you know, really stretching a little bit. I don't think the Knicks can keep up with the Bucs. Do you? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think you're probably on the right track with that. And you know, considering comparing when you're comparing Giannis to to these studs, who honestly most of them have 35 minute projections with upside for you know even 38, 40. So there's just so many of these studs with with uh, minutes projections that are similar to you know being at that high end, while well, Giannis just isn't quite there. And it's it is it is tough because if this game somehow stays close, or if it's somehow a game where somehow Giannis gets 32 minutes, he could obviously crush. But it's really hard when you're when you're really comparing it. You know the the pricing on all of them. He's you know either more expensive than Luca or or just too similarly priced than Luca uh, compared to Luca. So you know Luca Harden both better plays in my opinion. So he falls at <coughs> number three on my list there. I like Kawhi and Trey Young as well um, in, in, in contrarian lineups. So uh, I just don't see myself against Giannis at all. I think I'll have zero percent Giannis tonight.
0: I kind of feel the same way. And you know it's I'm glad to hear you say that because you look at some of these values. Seti Osman's going to get excuse me a pile of minutes tonight. This is what happens, Kyle. I forgot my <laughs> microphone when I moved to my office, and now I don't have a mute button. It's just a disaster. You want to hear something really funny, though? You know, we were talking before the show, and Devin's like, Oh, do you have your microphone? I'm like, No, I left it. Sorry, I didn't bring it over. I just glanced over, and you know what's here? Oh, your mic? Your armor. Right? It's my microphone it's sitting three feet from me, but hey, anyway, <laughs> you to do? That's okay. So, sorry, D train. That's my bad. So, anyway, so we're looking at the small forward position, and you mentioned that maybe small forward is not a position we want to be spending up on. You know, you get Uber, who I like a lot. I'm going to lose more money with Eric Gordon because at this point, why the hell not? You know, you get the little (laughs) gift that the dude's throwing the money into the fire. It's going to be the same thing probably. But this is a position where I think there's quite a bit of value. And, you know, even somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr. in a really good matchup, you know. And plus he gets the revenge game against his dad's old team, which is always fun. Like, I don't see a need to spend with that small forward tonight. I really don't.
2: Yeah, you know, when talking lineup construction, I like to kind of, you know, preface it with FanDuel lineups because it's just so much easier to talk about it that way because on DraftKings, you can essentially play anybody, anywhere you want. Yeah, exactly. So on FanDuel specifically, you're totally right. There are a handful of guys in like the 4 to 5K range that are all viable, all really good value plays. Then you got Kelly Oubre as well. So um, lineup construction as well as just comparing him to other studs in the slate, it's really hard to get Giannis. And yeah, Tim Hardaway, you mentioned it. He's a, a really good value player, like obviously a really good matchup. Um, you know, the uh, the ups and downs of his shooting can be pretty, uh, you know, can cause a headache because he's not the most efficient shooter. But <laughs> That's should, it
0: for,
2: <laughs> yeah, he should be out there for around 30 minutes, uh, 24% usage so far this season. So uh, I think Hardaway is a pretty good value play. And I like him a lot. on Fando at, at 4,700.
0: Dude, I love Tim Hardaway playing him. And some days you play the guy and you realize, you know, five minutes into the slate, oh, I'm not going to win anything today. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. But we want ceilings. We're at, we're not talking yeah. cash games here. We're talking some tournaments. That's what Kyle and I are good at. You guys want cash games? I got bad news for you. This might not be the show to be watching <laughs> uh, these, I don't. Do you play cash games, Kyle? No, not really. I don't either. I don't. I'm just like I'm just keeping it realist, y'all. You, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to sit here and like I like the cash games because I get seven point eight extra. No, no, no. I don't know. I like to yeah. look for the big boy prize. Um, but yeah, yep. you know, small forward. It's not really a position that I'm willing to spend on. The fact that I'm seeing Giannis here at nearly 22%. I like that because I don't really think he's a play tonight. You mentioned another guy in Luka Doncic. He gets obviously a phenomenal matchup at Golden State at a position where there is some value, but I still rather like I still like spinning up at point guard. Just as a general rule, the point guards, a lot of the times, those point guards and centers have higher ceilings than other positions typically. And when I look at a guy like Luka, especially if Chris House is ruled out, we know all the usage is going to flow through him. We know the minutes are going to be there. I don't really think Dallas blows out Golden State tonight. And when I'm looking at the point guard position, I think I can fit Luka in here. And at 10-9, I think he's a pretty decent uh, value.
2: Yeah, definitely when you consider the fact that Russell's back, Draymond's back, the the Warriors are, you know, not great by any means, but they're no longer a, a entirely G League team with, you know, Kai Bowman, Damian Lee, Glenn Robinson, all these guys, all these no names from last year starting. So, yeah, I just think the Golden State's a little bit better. Obviously, so hopefully they can uh, keep the game closer. Obviously that would benefit Luka greatly. With no Porzingis, the usage rate just Spikes up even more to an insane number than it already was. The numbers just look so good for Luka. You know, 30% rebound rate, nearly 50% assist rate, 37% usage rate. So, obviously, Luka's a great play. And you mentioned it. There's enough value on the slate to, yeah. uh, to fit both Harden and Luka in. And, you know, I do think he's obviously an amazing play in this one. It's just going to come down to lineup construction once again. And it's definitely possible to get them both in.
0: All right, guys. So, apparently, we are up to 64 likes. We have filled out the NCAA tournament bracket outside of the first four in Dayton. So 64 guys we have in there. We need to get it up to 150. You do that, you're going to get the Situation Room for free tomorrow. You don't got to be a premium member. We're going to give you just a a little taste of what Roto-Grinders offers from a premium standpoint. So if we get up to 150 likes and you need to click that like button, I don't want to hear any excuses. Oh, my finger hurts. I can't click the like. Nothing like that. Click the bleeping button, which reminds me I actually need to do that at some point. So if we get to 149... Just bump it over to 150 because you know your boy's yeah. going to be clicking on it pretty soon. So other point guards that we're looking at. We talked about Luca. You know, I'm going to spend it in the locker in. I'm on FanDuel, right? All right. Click Luca. And you see we still have 5343 left per player just by playing Luca and Harden. So people might look at this and say, Man, 10-9 for one guy and 11 7 for another. I just don't know if I can do that. You can do it. All right? You don't need to be like trying to pinch pennies. We talked about saving some money at the small forward position with guys like Seti Osman, Eric Gordon, Tim Hardaway. I think a lot of these guys are fine. Alex Burks is a perfectly reasonable play too, especially with Damian Lee not playing for the Warriors. Jay Crowder, I talked about earlier. The more I look at this, like small forward is just a position to save money on. Who are some of the other point guards you're looking at? Because Patrick Beverly grades out as one of the better point for dollar plays at point guard. He's going to be very popular. I have, not sure I've ever gotten Patrick Beverly right, um, and I'm done, I'm not planning on playing him tonight, which means that congrats on your forty burger, Patrick. But is he is he some chalk? projected at thirty five percent that you're willing to fade tonight?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely don't love um, Pat, Pat Beverly being the chalk, and the, you know the idea of playing him as, as a chalky, you know, night. I don't love that at all by any means. I do think he does grit out as a decent, you know, point per dollar guy, solid, medium projection for the price tag and whatnot. And sometimes, you know. I think you know paying down maybe at half that, you know, half of point guard makes a little bit of sense but I think if you can find the money and get up to a guy like Elf Payton on Fandle, who's 56, I think I would prefer to do that, you know, Keen is out once again here so the minutes feel maybe not maybe not a game where we'll see Elf Payton get 35, but you know it feels like they're pretty solid, they're going to be around 30 31. I am projected for 31 right now, so I do think he's a pretty solid value play. I would prefer to go to him over Beverly, especially considering uh, some of his ownership that's just going towards Beverly. Uh, If you need the 500, you can go to Beverly here. I do think he is an okay value play, but I would just lean Peyton over him uh, personally. But another guy, a point guard who I kind of mentioned in passing earlier, is John Rant. I think he's a really strong play. Uh, The ownership obviously looks really strong or really low on him, so that makes him an even better play in tournaments. And then let's just talk about Trey Young for a minute, man. I mean, we're all we're talking about the Atlanta-Phoenix game. Obviously a great game, uh, game environment for, for fantasy points, and nobody is talking about Trey Young. So, you know, he's – I don't know how often we're going to find Trey Young with this kind of ownership. Um, I, he is at 25% on Roto-Grinders right now, but so maybe he uh, falls a little bit higher than I'm assuming right now. But, yeah, I think he's going to be – at least at 25% that's under-owned compared to what he has typically been in the past. He's a guy that everyone's been wanting to play. He's so dynamic and can do so many different things. And in a game like this where, you know, 25% ownership on Fando, I think that's a pretty solid uh, spot for Trey Young.
0: Yeah, look, and I know the last game against Washington, 31 minutes, 7 of 20 from the field. You scroll over here, had six turnovers and only 19 points. That ain't happening again. Yeah. that I We all got burned, all right? That's how it goes sometimes. It ain't yep. happening again. Can we get Luca Treanor? Let's see what happens over on Fanduel if we click that button. We saw forty-five, sixty-seven per position left. If you throw in a Kobo, throw in some of those, you know, kind of four K ish small forwards. I think you can easily make this work. Um, we're getting a lot of questions in the chat about Seti Osman, and he was somebody that, from a point per dollar standpoint, he grades out really well. This screen is showing 3%. It's going to be higher. If I refresh the screen, one projected ownership is going to update. Two, my computer might explode, so I'm not really sure I want to take that risk. But is Seti Osman a guy? I mean, the matchup's not great for Osman. The minutes are going to be there. Man, it's just tough for me to play a chalky Seti Osman.
2: Yeah, yeah, I will be, you know, kind of interested to see where that ownership finally falls. The last the uh, last ownership uh, or projection update was 533, which you can actually see real quick and easy, you know, at the grinders tab when you're on Lineup HQ, which is a really nice addition because you know when that stuff is updated, you know, you kind of get a feel for when it's going to be updated once again. So make sure you guys are checking that out. too. That's a pretty cool addition to Lineup HQ. I, I just so, yeah.
0: highlighted where it is on the screen, guys. It's right here. And yeah. I'm glad you said that because I swear to you I had never noticed that. So... Good
2: looking out, buddy. As far as I know, it just came out like a few hours ago, like around one o'clock. So you're you didn't miss it by much, but yeah. So as far as Jenny Osman, he's going to play a ton of minutes, you know, with Kevin Love being out, I know Nance is back, He's but Nance has missed, you know, at, at least a week or two. So uh, he should be at least somewhat limited. I have Nance projected for 23 minutes. So I, I am kind of predicting that Osmond's going to slide down to the four and play a lot of these four, uh, three and four minutes on the wing. So I do think he's going to be around 35 minutes once again. So you can really, as long as he isn't too chalky, you can really never say he's going to be a bad, a bad value play. If the guy's going to be playing around 35 minutes with upside for even more with love off the floor. So I do think Osman is pretty solid, but if he does get chalky, which is something to monitor so when the next time these ownership projections refresh, if he does get chalky, there are a lot of pivots. You know, Hardaway, only 100 more. uh, Guys like Gordon, Daniel House, even Mikhail Bridges you can play. So a lot of pivots if he does get pretty chalky. So I do think overall Osman's a good play, but I'd be looking to maybe pivot if he gets too uh, popular.
0: So we have about 17,000 people in the chat, and they all have told me at the exact same time that Jay Crowder is out tonight. And it okay. sounds like that might mean that we get some more slow-mo minutes. Kyle Anderson, boy, I remember the last time I tried to make that happen, I'm much like Fetch it didn't. And, like, I'm sitting – you're probably too young to even get that joke. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I didn't get I just laughed for fun. <laughs> 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 did you laugh? I'm
0: old. I'm so old. It's like, Did you see the clip? I know I'm going to get up on a tangent. But uh, ESPN posted a clip talking about – like, they interviewed guys before the national championship game and showed them pictures of stuff from the 90s. Yeah, I
2: saw that, yeah. I,
0: was, I have never felt older when, <laughs> when all these guys looked at, like, I don't know who this is. It is Britney Spears. Or they look at, oh, I don't know. And it was, like, the photo of Seinfeld, the iconic Seinfeld cover photo. Oh, and yeah. Nobody knew who it was. I have they never also felt, friends. Yeah, they didn't know who – there was another one that was just <laughs> absurd. Like, some of them knew who Nas was. They all knew who Martin was. I forget, like, the first one that was on there. I'm sure you guys in the chat. Britney Spears? Yeah, Britney was the one that I was just <laughs> more like, I mean, that was the symbol of my youth. And and am not even to know who Britney Spears was. I mean, it's just like, that's just sad. That's very sad. Well, sometimes I laugh <laughs> for fun. All right, so let's pull up, let's pull up the old court uh, IQ, all right? We can go down to Memphis here. And again, guys, you can do this from your own computer. Brody is not premium, so you can do this. At least I don't think it's premium. If it is, sorry for the tease. But if we look at the Memphis Grizzlies, we can take off Jay Crowder here. Is there anybody else we need to take off? I don't think there is. Just looking really, really quick. No, all right, so I can run it. Um, we're going to see exactly who's getting some of the big bumps with Jerry Crowder off the floor. You can scroll down here. You can see Solomon. Nobody cares about Solomon Hill. The Anthony Melton, this is something that if it's like a minus number, I just ignore it. Like, honestly, like, it's – there's no way that with somebody who has some usage when he comes off the floor that other guys are going to use – like, John Morant minus .14, don't mess with that. Like, if anything, just bump him up, like, .5 to where he is normally. This is not something where you have to concern yourself with. But you really see a pretty consistent boost here, especially Dylan Brooks, and that was somebody that you were mentioning earlier. He gets a, you know, .07 point per minute bump. He gets a 4% usage bump. Big bumps for Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark as well. And we haven't really talked a lot about the power forward position, but let's go ahead and talk about it really quick because Jaron Jackson, I even think Brandon Clark's a little bit interesting now. All of a sudden, as we've seen before, these Memphis guys, if you're playing hard on one side, you think the game's going to stay close. Now we're getting some value from the Memphis side. This, uh, this game suddenly feels very stackable to me.
2: Yeah, definitely. I do think Brandon Clark might get a, a slight uptick, but there are still a lot of things that they can do here um, as far as they could play valentunis and, and Jaron Jackson side by side, which they've done a lot, and then, you know, play a guy like Anthony Melton and then slide Brooks down to the three. They can do a lot of different things to to kind of keep this lineup work to a similar way that they have with uh Jaron Jackson and Joe and Joe Bell kind of sharing the floor at times. So Uh, I do think that's something to watch out for. But as far as the power forward spot, I think it's another position where you can really save here. There's two guys that really stick out to me. Uh, It's PJ Tucker and Amari Spellman. Spellman, hopefully he's back in the starting lineup. Um, He's been in there. The minutes have been really steady for him. 4-6 on uh, Fando. 5-5 on DraftKings is a little bit higher than you would like to see. But the price tag on Fando is a, a really nice price. I think he's a pretty strong value play as well. Um, can't, can't fault you for, you know, paying up for these guys. I think John Collins gets a sneaky boost in minutes because of, uh, Alex Len being out. People are are pretty heavily, you know, interested in Damian Jones. And while I do think he could possibly be a a good value play, I actually bumped up John Collins minutes a little bit more than I did for Damian Jones. I just think, you know, the, the minutes on Collins have been pretty uh, weak to be honest, you know, around 28, 29, I think if it's a game where we see John Collins up near 32, 33 minutes could be a really, a really good game for him. So. Collins is probably my favorite one to spend up on, along with probably uh, Kawhi and Jaron Jackson. But overall, I think Spellman and Tucker would kind of round out the power forward position for me with some value.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about there being value on the slate, obviously. Now we're going to get some more minutes with these Memphis guys. And the value is very clearly here. Kawhi Leonard, another one of those guys at nine eight. Is he going to be popular? Well, yes. If this game turns into a blowout, he's not going to be getting a billion minutes. But the thing is, if it's a blowout... I don't know who else is doing it for the Clippers unless it's Sweet Lou Williams. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have no problem with Kawhi. I want to point something out. Uh, I want to point something out because somebody in the chat said when I was looking at the Memphis, side. well, Bruno Caboclo is out too. And when I use Court IQ, everybody wants to take out like a billion guys. Like, oh, this guy played 15 minutes here. I better take him out. Or Like anytime these low usage guys, these guys that – I mean, I'm sorry to the families that are watching, but really don't matter at all. Like anytime those guys are out, I don't know about you, Kyle, I don't even worry about taking that. Because to me, it just shrinks the sample size and it doesn't give you all that much more information. Because when they're low usage guys being out, they just don't matter all that much from a fantasy standpoint.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and a good example of that is uh, even today with Rubio off, you know, obviously Frank Kaminsky is also out. I didn't, I didn't remove him from the, from the equation because it's just like he's mentioned, it kind of brings the sample size down and you'll, you'll look at it. You'll see the difference uh, between when you take Rubio off and then you take Rubio and Kaminsky off. The numbers are different for, for Booker because of sample size. So that's a really good point and happened today with, uh, with, the, with the Phoenix Suns.
0: That's a really good point. Like Kaminsky one of those guys. I don't care whether he's on or not. I really yeah. don't like he's not, would,
2: really not going to pack Booker at all. So, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. That's just kind of something to keep in mind when you're looking at chord IQ. It's really important not to get your, your sample size too small there, which is something, man, there goes my mouse, just a disaster. I'll tell you what, um, which is something that I, you know, I, it's funny because if you look at court IQ as I'm so glad I have a touchpad here to mess with, like, okay. So if here, let me just go NBA court IQ, you're going to see like, here are the recent things that people have done and like, Cleveland's usage with Love and Zizek off the court this season. I care what has happened with Kevin Love off the court. I do not care what has happened with Auntie Zizek off the court. So, to me, when those situations just take off Love, make yourself, make your life a little bit easier. Uh, guys, if you want to fire in some questions, we'd be love to answer them for you, but only if you're clicking the like button. All right. We got, what do we got? Another 20 minutes or so. We still got to need about 100 likes, or no, I'm sorry, about 50 likes. And that's going to get you guys. Free situation room for tomorrow. And the nice thing about the situation room, it's the most important piece of the uh, entire premium content as far as I'm concerned. You mentioned it earlier, Kyle. It's up on your computer all the time. I feel the exact same way. So let's kind of talk about the center position. We've talked about some power forwards. We've talked about all the other positions. The center position, I'm seeing Kristen Thompson as the best point-per-dollar play here. But if you look like, you know, just if you sort by point-per-dollar, you're going to see one, two, three, four, five, six different guys between 5.2 and 5.4x. There is virtually no difference as far as I'm concerned with those guys. You know, we're not projecting exact fantasy points. That would be an impressive trick, and it's also impossible to do. So, like, when I look at these guys, of course Clint Capella is a phenomenal play, but I really like looking at these lower-owned guys here. Somebody like Mitchell Robinson who, look, if you watch the game – you're not going to feel good about playing Mitchell Robinson. He's going to drive you nuts because he might sit on the bench, you know, given the Zion sleepy face as soon as he's out, you know, as soon as he's sitting there not really doing anything. But if he's out there, we know he's one of the best block men in the NBA. And especially if you're on FanDuel, that's really important. I like guys like this that are projected high. You know, he's projected at the same point for dollars as a DeAndre Ayton, nearly the same as Montrez Hero, Clint Capella, Tristan Thompson, like. To me, he's somebody in tournaments I would be willing to gamble with. Montrezl Harrell, no Paul George tonight, likely to be under 20%. I like that. Tristan Thompson, I think we're going to see ownership on him be bumped up here in a little bit because the minutes, he's going to be playing minutes in the mid-30s, so you got to like him. But what are you looking at at the center position? Because to me, there's a very clear gap between the best projected plays and guys that I'm just not in love with.
2: Yeah, you know, I I think uh, Capella will obviously be the clear-cut top guy, top option. He gets a nice little boost with Westbrook off the floor, um, considering some rebounds open up. Westbrook, obviously, you know, pretty strong rebounder. So I think my number two center is Montrose Harrell. I think I'm with you. Uh, I do have some love for Harrell. Um, 6.6K on FanDuel. The ownership right now is at 17%, so the the public's kind of agreeing with me that he's uh, probably the second-best center. But yeah, you can definitely go with some of these lower lower owned options. Tristan Thompson should get a a little bit of a boost with love off the floor, both rebounding and even usage. So um, he's pretty interesting. But man, I just I think uh, I think I like Jonas Valanciunas probably a little bit too much for my own good, considering <laughs> he is very up and down with the minutes. When he's on the floor, he's pretty productive. Obviously, a really good matchup for him should be. Pretty up and pace, a lot of points, um, a lot of opportunity for fantasy points. And if you look at the centers, he's the best uh, permanent producer, even better than Boban. Who Grant? Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, man!
0: Grant just clicked off the screen. Yep.
2: Grant so yeah,
0: nothing to do with this anymore.
2: Yeah, me and Grant have a pretty intense rivalry now, and you know that's why we have to get more likes. than he got yesterday on Grinders so Last <laughs> sure to that up. But yeah, Jonas Tunis just is a little bit too low owned. I think the price is actually pretty appealing over on Fanduel as well. Um, DraftKings, he's seven three. So the pricing is a little bit different um, as he's actually more expensive than Harrell. So um, I think, you know, Harrell and, and balance juice are probably my, my secondary options with Thompson being there as well. I don't think I'm playing Andre Deandre Ayton, even though he is in a really, uh, really good matchup. Yeah. yeah. I just think, you know, he's actually pretty similarly priced. Actually, the same exact price as Clint Capella, Three hundred less than uh Capella on FanDuel. So um yeah, I just think I just don't think i get to him that much. I think I would prefer to, you know, get the thousand dollars, whatever I can get for guys like Harold, Thompson, or Valentunis, or I would just pay up for the the really good play who I think it, Capella is probably the best center on the slate.
0: All right, we're gonna go ahead and fire some questions. And we're of course we're gonna be continue talking about this slate, but we got a lot of questions in, and I feel uh I feel bad because we haven't been answering any questions. So what is better chalk for turns? I think this is a really interesting question. Larry Nance or Ellie Okobo? I think this is really interesting. The Nance chalk concerns me because like you said, you know, he hasn't played in a week. Do we really think he's going to be running out 30 minutes? I trust Okobo's minutes a little bit more, but I don't know. I think it's interesting because there are so many good shooting guard plays. What do you think about these two guys?
2: Yeah, so I think a Kobo is um, easily, I think easily the better chalk today. Just I think there are just too many red flags with not only the the minutes with Nance, but also just the health of uh, him. You know, obviously he could be limited, but you know, let's say they they announce no limitations, whatever it may be. There's some serious concern to consider for for Nance here. You know, they could play Henson and, and Thompson um they could play or at the five so that way nance doesn't really get those minutes at the five which have been really crucial for those nights where he's really smashed his uh when he's been chalk and really good value is because he's had some minutes at the five open up and he doesn't have that tonight you know and then you consider the fact that they could just slide awesome to the four get guys like mckinney um and, you know other wings at minutes at the three there are a lot of concerns for larry nance so i think a is the better chalk tonight
0: And you know they want to know if cobo is the best son not named booker tonight. i'm gonna say no i think it's kelly Ubre, but um well, Kobo's up there. I think, to me, I prefer Kobo on DraftKings. You know, we talked a lot earlier about just the position, the difference between yeah. the two sites. Whereas on DraftKings, you can play like a billion point guards if you want. Everybody, you can get everybody. Yeah. There are no yeah. FanDuel. It's a little bit tougher, and I really think that there are some phenomenal spend ups at shooting guard outside of Harden. And again, we said Harden, you're locking in Luca. I'm not sure you're locking Luca in, but I'm coming close to doing that. But a guy like – we haven't talked about Lou Williams. And he's somebody that obviously is going to be important tonight. I find myself wanting to play Harden, Lou, and Booker and just take my chances with those three guys at the shooting guard position. What do you think about Lou tonight? Because 6'3 is just too cheap.
2: Yeah, man, shooting guard is probably the strongest position on the entire slate. And it's um, never
0: shooting guard. It's never this <laughs> position.
2: It, it never is really. And yeah. but tonight I think it, I think it is. I think it's the strongest position. I mean, yeah, sure. You could say point guard, you know, you got a lot of like top, top end point guards, but at shooting guard, you have really good options from top to bottom. Obviously you have Harden, Lou Williams, who you want to mention is a great play here against Cleveland. Um, if the blowout happens, I think Lou Williams is definitely a part of it, as well as Kawhi, but 6300 on FanDuel. 7500 on DraftKings is a little bit more pricey, but the price tag, especially on FanDuel, is, is really nice. Devin Booker, who we've mentioned. Two guys, actually three guys that we haven't mentioned, and these are some of my favorite plays in the slate that I just hate that I won't be able to play as much as I would like to, but D'Angelo Russell, Donovan Mitchell, and Kevin Herter. These are three guys that I, I like a whole lot. You
0: love um, Kevin Hoarder, too
2: yeah I do I'm a big I'm a big your, Kevin right. Herder guy yeah, yeah. so, so you're, the you're the only one in the world yeah, yeah. I am the only one but uh, I'm, a, I'm alone this, on an island
0: yeah even his parents don't like him it. it's very awkward Thanks, <laughs>
2: Thanksgiving is that because of his hair color come on Eric that's yes. myself. <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, obviously a, a pretty good matchup here against Phoenix. I've been saying, and every time I'm on Grind is live, how his assist rate is around twenty percent this year, and it's been even better um, since he, since he's returned from his second injury because he's kind of been getting some point guard minutes. So the potential assists have been really nice for Herder. Um, Donovan Mitchell gets the Brooklyn Nets, which is obviously a great matchup, and his price has actually come down. He's seventy two hundred on Fanduel against the Nets. Really good play, really strong play over there. Um looking at it on, on DraftKings, don't really love Herter over there. He's sixty two hundred over there. On Ooh. Fando his price fell. So forty eight hundred on Fando. I prefer him over there. So these are all really, really good plays. So Herter, Russell, Mitchell, Okobo, Booker, Williams, and Harden. I know I just named a lot of names and people don't like that, but these are seven guys that are all really, really strong plays. So I think you can play any of these guys. Obviously, I think you need to play Harden, but then maybe play any of the other six guys in the other spot. And I think you're you're pretty uh, strong over at the shooting guard position.
0: I mean, I know Dean's not on the show right now, but are we really just going to play 10% of these other guys? Is that what I'm hearing?
2: I mean, I, I would like – honestly, like I mentioned, I would like to play more. I would like to play – honestly, you know, stand alone. If I just had to make a decision on guys without considering anyone else, I would want probably like 30% Mitchell, 30%. I would want a lot more of these guys than I can get tonight because – um, I, I like some of these other guys, especially the value and the Kobo, and obviously the top end option in Harden. But yeah, I think you do want to sprinkle these guys in, including Harden. I mean, you need to get him in. I think, but uh, yeah, all really good plays.
0: All right, we got a question uh, about DraftKings in small, small field single entry tournaments. Which, by the way, just as a general strategy, like if you guys want to win money instead of like trying to hit a bazillion dollars in one night, these single entry, smaller field tournaments are a really great way to build up a bankroll. I think it's really, um, I think it's really an understated thing in the DFS industry. Big T was tweeting about this the other day. And I think it's, um, yeah, I want to keep that in mind, but he wants to know triple J or Montrez Harrell. And before the news about Jay Crowder, I probably would have said Montrez, but now that we're getting this Memphis team without Jay Crowder, without Bruno Caboclo, which people in the chat want me to point out. I think that I can feel especially safe about Jaron Jackson and Look, when it's close, just taking the dude in the better game. And Jaron Jackson is in the better game.
2: Yep, I agree. I, I prefer Jackson, especially on DraftKings where you can play him in, in two different spots as well as utility. So, yeah, I think Jackson's a pretty good player. And he's, and he's cheap over there. So, uh, yeah, I like Jackson on DraftKings.
0: All right, I got good news for you guys. We're getting close. We've got 12 uh-huh. minutes left in the show. And then after that, I'm going to spend my time building a hockey lineup. And then I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes building basketball lines. i got a full night ahead of me. But you guys, before any of that happens, you have a job because we are 23 likes away from getting the Situation Room for free tomorrow. You don't have to be a premium sub. You're going to get the Situation Room, which I'm just going to give you a little really quick look. That's not it. That's it. And you see, this is really cool because who's updating it today? It's Justin Zuden updating it. It was updated just a little bit ago. And you can see Russell Westbrook out well, okay, you know, this is if he's out, okay? Well, then Harden's usage rate, usage rate is to the roof with Westbrook off the floor, and Harden becomes the obvious top overall play on the slate. And he's got these notes for every single little situation. And this is really great for me because I get to cheat. You know, if I'm getting ready for a show and I hear, oh, so-and-so is out, I don't have to necessarily do all the work. I can just say, Justin, thank you for doing all this work for me. I appreciate it. And that's that. So... You get to 150 likes on this stream. We got 17 more. We're moving it. We're moving quick, Kyle. I think we're going to get there. I got faith in the people. So get your little fingers ready. I don't care if you got a finger injury. Nice thing. You got more fingers. Click the button. Let's go. Let's get to that 150 likes. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of these situations with Ketlin Love out. Nance is expected to play you know, Seti Osman, Tristan Thompson, John Henson, he's going to, they're all going to sort of love minutes. See, this is what I mean. I just cheat for the show. The Roto-Grinders it really has just made things way too easy. <laughs> it is funny. Um, yeah. You know, another piece of news that we haven't really talked about is with the Knicks. Marcus Morris, he's going to miss today. And of course this Knicks front court, they signed about 5 million power forwards in the off season, which um, look, not the best move for the Knicks, I suppose. But, They're coming in handy because all their dudes are getting hurt. So what do we do with the likes of Ataj Gibson, Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Mitchell Robinson, even Kevin Knox. I'm not playing Kevin Knox, just for the record. I tried that once. Don't think I'm going to do it again. But I know that Julius Randle is going to get a little bit of ownership. But, man, I just don't want to play any of these guys against the Bucs. I I feel like just fading guys against the Bucs, is a sound strategy for the season. This is sort of a, a slate with 11 teams on it because I don't want to play any of these Knicks. I know you like Elf, but talk, you know, talk to me about these Knicks. Are you playing any of these guys?
2: Uh, no, not really. I mean, the only other guy I have some interest in is Julius Randle. And like I mentioned, Power Forward's a spot where I'm either prioritizing John Collins or maybe now even uh, Jaron Jackson, or I'm trying to uh, save there. So, uh, yeah, it's just pretty much Elf or Bust for these Knicks for me. I don't really have a whole lot of interest in any other guys on on the Knicks. All
0: right, we got a question in tournaments: Austin Rivers or Ellie Akobo? And you know, I know you talked a little bit about Rivers earlier. I yeah. never click Austin Rivers because I like money, um, <laughs> but at the same time, he's going to be pretty contrarian in tournaments. Do you have a preference there?
2: Yeah, I do think that is an interesting pivot, uh, and Rivers makes a little bit of sense. I think he should play around 26, 27 minutes. But I would just prefer Akobo. I'll take the safety, and, and you know, and the the mindset of knowing you're not rostering Austin Rivers over, uh, and I'll just take Akobo.
0: Okay. um, We had another question. FanDuel in tournaments. Larry Nance, Umari Spellman. I'm going with Spellman here. I know that Nance, you know, without Kevin Love, people want to immediately click Nance, but golly, I just trust the minutes more with Umari Spellman, which is a really weird thing to say out loud because the Warriors have screwed us with minutes all season, but I trust Spellman more.
2: Yep, as long as he's starting, which I would expect uh, to stay the same. I do like him more. Uh, however, on, on DraftKings, I know the question was for Fandle, but just to answer it for DraftKings as well, I would prefer Nance over on DraftKings. The price is just – it's just way too different, you know, $2,000 difference. So um, I'll take Nance over uh, Spellman on DraftKings, but reverse that on Fandle.
0: Okay, so here's an interesting question from a guy who I thought I banned, um, but I didn't ban him. He tried to give a full lineup, and you old Roto-Grinders came in with the ban hammer. I can appreciate <laughs> that. You guys know I like banning people, but he wants to know <laughs> – if a lineup without any of the big three, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, or James Harden, if you don't have any of those three, can you win a tournament tonight? I'm saying no.
2: Yeah, no. So there's – I actually tried this a couple uh, weeks ago. I was like, I'll just try it, see if it works out. And yeah. I just – all my mid-tier guys just smashed. And I had no, literally no chance because <laughs> it was – I think it was Luka and Giannis, and they both went off. So it I think on a slate like this where there's a lot of uh, promise for these studs, you got to have at least one of them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. And one of the reasons is, we've talked about this at nauseum at this point, the pricing is just so soft this year. Yep. There's so much value on every slate. Even if we didn't have all these guys ruled out two minutes before lock, there would still be too, you know, these guys would still be too cheap. There would still be too much value. As the way it's set up right now, you just can't be fading these studs. Like, I would play hard at 14K tonight. I really would. Over on FanDuel, he's 11, what is he, 11, not, like you just play him. Yeah. 13K, yeah. you play him. This, it doesn't have to be rocket science. And I think a lot of times people say, oh, well, I have to be contrarian. I have to have under this projected ownership in my life. It's like, you don't got to do it, guys. You yeah. don't Especially, have to do it.
2: Especially in basketball, where, yes. you know, obviously it's a little bit more reliant. These projections are a little bit more uh, safe. You feel better about it, a lot lot less variance. So I think in basketball, you can afford to play chalk. And all these injuries constantly, every single day, are opening up value all the time. So it's definitely definitely possible to fit in some of these chalk guys. And, and you can you can get contrarian in the mid-tier or, or whatever you want to do there. But yeah, some of these chalk guys, you just play them in basketball. It's pretty simple.
0: Well, we got people now asking about slow-mo, Kyle Anderson. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, Ovoi oh is the correct answer. I mean, is he ever playing more than 24 minutes?
2: I, I think he has. I, I don't know if it's oh, been no, I, I'm
0: saying right now. Like, he was so injured. Oh, the year. Like, okay. I don't think he's ever playing that many minutes. And I know he's cheap. 3-2 yeah. over on DraftKings, I assume minimum price over on FanDuel. But, man, I'm just not sure the upside is there.
2: Yeah, you know, they've, they've kind of showed a willingness and kind of a, they've gone out of their way to get guys like the Anthony Melton minutes. So I wouldn't be surprised to see even him get some minutes at the two, maybe push Brooks back to the three. They could play Solomon Hill. They've showed that they, they want to play Solomon Hill. Well, not want to, but sometimes they, they won't be reluctant to play him, you know, 30 minutes. So um, I just don't think you need to go to Kyle Anderson tonight. I think they're or plenty of guys in this four to five k range um, on on Fanduel on and similar pricing over on DraftKings in the small four position that you can play. So um, yeah, no Kyle Anderson for me. I think I'll just find uh, other ways to do that.
0: Somebody says Harden's price on DraftKings is getting carried away now. No, it's not. <laughs> if, if there's no Russ, it's not like I think you can pencil him in for sixty five. I mean, I, he could easily go over ninety. Like, this is as good as it gets. He's got a top three matchup in basketball. There's no Westbrook. Like, he's going to have a usage rate that's, like, higher than the number of likes we got on this video, which is 150. So, congratulations, guys. There we go. Situation room for free tomorrow. But, yeah, you just play hard. Like, again, I don't give a damn if he's 13K. First guy in your line. First guy. Don't get cute. Uh, Capella or Collins tonight? Like, they're both great players. (laughs) Which one do you prefer?
2: Yeah, they're both really strong plays. I think I would prefer Collins, uh, but I do have a lot of interest in Capella. Um, obviously on Fandle, I would like to get both of them in a the lineup considering the different positions, but uh, I think I'd just lean Collins slightly.
0: All right, gear, pick one of these three. DeAndre Jordan, Seti Osman, Eric Pascal.
2: Uh, I'm gonna take Osman. Uh, I just feel like he's the the safest for minutes. And I honestly would, if if I looked at the box score in the morning or watching the game later tonight, and he's in, and he hits 38, 39, maybe even 40 minutes, I would not be surprised at all. So I think Osman's gonna be on the floor as much as he can, really. So I would take him.
0: He still might score seven points. Just so you guys know, that's true. Yeah, that is true. About DeAndre Jordan, I don't hate him. They typically pay him more minutes against teams like Utah. I think Jared Allen would be a huge mistake. So don't play Jared Allen tonight. Uh, let's see other questions we got. Fanduel cash? Do we play? Okay, the answer is neither. By the way, it says Devin Brooks or Kevin Horder. If you're playing cash tonight, and again, I already said yeah. we don't play cash. You are nuts if you don't play James Harden, Eliot Kobo. That's the shooting guard kick. Every good player on the planet on FanDuel Cash is going to play those two guys. Don't get cute, especially in cash games. Uh, Let's see. Somebody wants to know about Alfonso McKinney. Congratulations, Mr. McKinney. I assume that's you typing. um, But, no, we're not going to play Alfonso. Wait,
2: wait, wait, No, no. I actually think he's somewhat interesting. Really? Okay.
0: I'm sorry. My apologies to the McKinney family. Go
2: ahead. (laughs) So he's been around 22, 23 minutes over the past few games, and now with with Love out, if we do see a limitation on Nance's minutes, I think McKinney benefits from it. I think they slide Osman to the four. McKinney's playing at the three. We've seen McKinney get some minutes at the two recently with Clarkson gone. So I do think he's somewhat interesting. You know, maybe if you're really not, you don't want to play Eric Gordon, you're you're reluctant on some of these other guys. You just go down to McKinney. You save a few hundred bucks, um, and then and he's a, he's an okay value play. I wouldn't go out, and, out on a limb and say you know he's a a strong value player or anything, but I am projected for 25 minutes. So I do think he is at least someone to mention. And that probably still is McKinney on his burner account, but you know, yes. uh, I don't, I don't necessarily hate it.
0: Hey Alfonso hook me up with one of those signed jerseys, man. I'll start recommending <laughs> you. Uh, they want to know any love for Spencer Dinwiddie with Kyrie Irving back. Like you're just, I'm not playing anybody on the Nets team. I think DeAndre Jordan's interesting. I will say that we had a question about him as well, but with Kyrie back, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, but the matchup stinks. Kyrie's back, so the usage is gonna be dwindling away for Den Whitdy. It's DeAndre Jordan or nobody for me on the Nets. Like are you are you playing anybody in this game? I mean, I suppose Donovan Mitchell on DK is somewhat interesting, but boy, this is just a game that I'm not excited about.
2: Yeah, I think there's so many good spots opened up throughout the throughout the day to where I'm this is a, typically a game I would have some interest in and Mitch would be the really the only guy that I prioritize here and I think Gobert is interesting too, but I just prefer Capella um, over him. So we didn't even mention Gobert. And Gobert is obviously in a great matchup against the Nets. So he's someone to at least mention, but I prefer other options.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like, give me really quick overall thoughts on the slate. We got to get off. We got crunch time for premium members coming up in 10 minutes. But uh, outside of Lock Harden, do you have any other thoughts?
2: uh just use games that everyone wants to play like like this memphis houston game there can there are contrarian options in that game alone and then don't be afraid to play these value guys to get in uh an extra stutter maybe even two so just keep that in mind
0: all right i've got a uh, under 10 percent play that i'm starting to like quite a bit and somebody just asked a question about it in the chat and that's brandon clark i think without jay crowder we could easily see him get minutes in the mid maybe and probably mid-20s but at four or eight over on DK. It would not shock me at all if he scored in the mid-30s. This is a great match for him. They need his athleticism against this Houston team. It would not shock me at all to see Brandon Clark crush it. But, Kyle, we got to get off here. we got 10 minutes until crunch time begins for you premium users out there. If you're not a premium user, what the hell are you waiting <laughs> for? Go ahead and check it out. It's going to be a good time. But, Kyle, thanks for joining me, brother. It's been a lot of fun.
2: That was fun. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. And for the D-Train, I'm Eric. We'll catch you all later. Peace.